What's going on, influencers? It's me, Andrea Patrick, and you are listening to PB in Style, the podcast where you are finding clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you share your brand. On today's show, I am sharing with you what it really means when I say love yourself enough to be yourself. Stay tuned. I'm excited to share. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, guys, recently, um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to my social media, but I was in New York City and I was there for a variety of reasons, but mainly because I was on the second stop of our L3 Summit tour. It was an exciting time, I must say, and I really enjoy the summit a lot because um, the light bulbs are flashing everywhere the participants are like really making some waves and understanding their brand better and how to share it better with the content we're sharing during the summit. So I'm really excited about that. Um, One of the other reasons that I was there is because I was um, working the Small Business Expo for an organization that I'm a part of here, Women um, Entrepreneur and Resources Education Work Community. My girlfriend, Stephanie Franco, is the founder of that organization, and I was lucky enough to go to New York and work the booth for WER at the Small Business Expo. And guys, this is just another reason why um, discovering your value, understanding how it works to grow your business and the ins and outs of it is so important. And it has a lot to do with, or really is the premise for our loving yourself enough to be yourself um, content that I share here at Andrea Patrick Consulting um, and on all of our social media uh, platforms. But while I was there, it was so interesting because, um, you know, life happens and we were unable to get the banner, the word banner to the expo so all we had at this table was the little white sign that's on the backdrop you know of our booth that the small business expo provides and uh, stephanie had provided me with some colored flyers that you know were very interesting to look at to put on the table and then she also had um the sign-in sheet and a few takeaway um uh pieces of paper that they could read about the organization and go look them up later. So we had those things. I had solicited the help of one of my New York team members, uh, Romy Shanae, who owns, is co-owner of Exquisitely Eventful. She is a, an event designer, a fabulous one. She does all of my events in New York. Um, so she was helping me at the table. And the funny thing is, guys, even though we didn't have all the fancy schmancy things that the other booths had that were at the expo, we at times had two and three people deep at our table trying to hear about work. They were waiting to hear, they were waiting to talk to us. And one of the biggest compliments that I got or we got at the table was 
that despite not having all of the flashy stuff and the giveaways, we were one of the best tables there. And I want you to know the reason why, because it certainly does play into the reason for this podcast today. The reason is we were engaging. We came out from behind the table. We added value from questions asked. You know, we were sharing true information and there was a method to the madness in addition to all of that, being able to do that and, and get that compliment. But I had a method to the madness. Um, I went into it with an intention to network in a certain way and to gather a certain type of information for a purpose. And that all plays into um, what we're going to talk about here today on the podcast and what it means to love yourself enough to be yourself. So one of the strategies I had was to gather information about a course that I'm creating. Um, yes, I picked up cards and I really did, you know, have conversations with people and they would ask me, obviously, of course, I would share about the organization. That would be the very first thing I did. But then one of the beautiful things about being a part of the organization is that you get to fly around if you can to some of the other small business expos that aren't in your local area and you can expand your brand in that area. So that's what I did. I live in the Dallas area. I went to New York. I was working the expo for the organization. But in addition to that, I was able to talk about my business and what I do for people. And in doing so, yes, I wanted to get business cards and connect with like-minded people, find potential partners and collaborators. But in addition to that, I also wanted to see if there were people I could connect with for my nonprofit, the Unique Friends, uh, or, uh, the Unique Friends Foundation. I also have a course that I'm creating and I wanted to get some feedback about a specific question to get enough information about what I needed to create the course around. Um, so it was the questions that people were asking. So many of the questions, many of the answers to that particular question, which was, what is the number one question about marketing? That was the question. And everyone that came to the table, I asked them to answer this question and they wrote it down. I didn't have them verbally give it to me. I was like, oh no, 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 write it down. I wanna know, I wanna write it down. I wanna be able to read it later. Um, and so a lot of the questions that I went, when I went back and read, they all had to deal with finding, connecting and engaging with one's target audience. And that's marketing, right? That's the whole reason for it. But that is really what it boiled down to when I looked at all the answers and I got a ton of answers and I was so excited about that. Um, and so, what I realized was people were there at this expo and they were, you know, passing out business cards, exchanging business cards, having very brief conversations, but there was no intention behind it. There was no rhyme or reason behind why some of the women were coming to the table and passing out cards and why a lot of the people that were at the expo were there. There was no intention behind it. And what I realized is that they were really all searching high and low in some regards for a quick fix, right? But there isn't one. There is no quick fix to attracting the audience that you want. Now, can you buy ads? Yes. Can you purchase followers? Absolutely. But that doesn't increase your sales because those aren't genuine people who really care about what you have. So you have to find your sweet spot. Like you are the key to the success of your business. And so I'm telling you all of this about the expo and 
and all that because it really plays into the what the the definition of or the explanation behind why I say love yourself enough to be yourself. And so today I want to talk briefly about this particular segment of my summit, which um, the loving yourself enough to be yourself is one of the L's in the L3 summit. And I think it's so funny when we're going through this segment to watch the faces of the people who are at the summit because they have this perception of what they think it's going to be, but they're definitely pleasantly surprised, right? When they hear the content of what, what we're talking about in this segment. And so I know when I say love yourself enough to be yourself, it sounds very self-help-ish, right? And in a way, you know, you could definitely take it to that level. And there are people who do, right? But for the sake of the summit and what we're going to talk about on the podcast today, it relates to business, not um, not necessarily like self-help in the in the main sense of that that process. All right, so here's the deal: the goal um, of this loving yourself enough to be yourself title is really to take personal branding from theory, right, to application in your business. And so these three points I'm about to make right now are going to cover the basics of what we discuss um, during the summit. And um, I really find that um, when people have really heard it, it really does have, I mean, there really are tons of light bulbs moment, light bulb moments that happen. Um, during this section because they begin to see how important it is to develop a personal brand and use it to build the foundation of your business. All right, so let's get started. The first point I wanna make is, um, I wanna like compare these different terms and that's kind of how we're gonna do it. So we're talking about certainty versus confidence. And first I wanna read you the definition of them both. So certainty is the quality or state of being certain especially on the basis of evidence. That's the Webster's Dictionary definition. And then confidence is a feeling or consciousness of one's power or of reliance on one's circumstances. Okay, so certainty versus confidence. So for so long, I have, you know, from the beginning of what I've been doing with personal branding, personal style, all these things that I was doing, any marketing, I got, you know, obviously you guys have listened to me. You've heard me say, you know, my degrees in marketing and I've done all these things to work my way up to where I am now with personal brand coaching. But for a really long time, I talked about the need to be confident in yourself and your abilities. Um, and I used to even say, and I still say this because I still think it's true, but if you, um, if you are, Okay, if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good about how you look, you can be confident. I've been saying that for the longest time. And it's true. All that's true. And you do find confidence in it. But after reading this book called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, um, and I'm going to link that uh, below because if, if you really should get that book if you're trying to grow your business and use marketing, it's amazing. So I was reading his book and I like that he makes a distinction between confidence and certainty. And 
when we love ourselves enough to be ourselves, which is the phrase that I'm using, we become certain in our abilities and we have become certain in our abilities and the value that we're bringing to the table. And I believe that it's from that certainty that we're able to, to gain the confidence that we need, or it comes like as a result of, as a byproduct of being certain, um, this confidence that we need comes. And then we're able to overcome many of the obstacles that come our way as we grow our business. And so when we're thinking in terms of um, loving ourselves enough to be ourselves, in this instance, we are capitalizing on the value that we found in ourselves and we are certain in that value. And because we're certain in that value, now we're able to capitalize on the byproducts of that certainty, which is confidence. And then we're able to go out and do the things that we need to do, overcome the obstacles, um, stop comparing ourselves, pull ourselves out of the slump and swing ourselves back to balance when we get out of alignment and start feeling bad about where we are not, where we think we should be. I think being certain in what we have to offer is definitely the key to that over having an inflated amount of confidence that is not really going to last. But if we build our confidence, um, if we allow the byproduct of confidence to come from us being certain of our value, then we're definitely walking in a state of loving ourselves enough to be ourselves. All right, the next comparison that we're going to do is prepared versus passive. And I want to read for you the definitions. So it says prepared is to have worked out the details of or planned in advance. Passive, however, is tending not to take an active or dominant part. Now, let's look at those two and how it relates to loving yourself enough to be yourself. So knowing what you bring to the table and being certain, right, of your perspective of it, you can prepare for the act of doing business, for all the acts of doing business, right? So because you know your value and you're certain in it, you can now set yourself up for what you need to have success in your business. So now you know what you need to create that, what I like to call circumstances for optimal success. That's what being certain does. That's what being prepared is all about, setting yourself up for circumstances of optimal success. So what does that mean? What it means is you know what's best for you. You know what it is going to take for you to be successful because you've done the work. You've recognized your value and you're certain in your ability. Now you alone know how to apply that ability, how to pull and draw that out of you to share with other people. So circumstances for optimal success is you setting yourself up with what you know you need to be the best you, to be prepared for what it is you have coming down the pipeline. You know how to manage what, I, I like to say this, because when you are, when you've recognized your value, and I keep going back to that, it's certainly gonna be a mantra you're gonna hear from me all the time, really understanding your value, because when you do, that really means a lot. Like there's a lot wrapped up in understanding your value, and we really get into that in the L3 Summit. But for now, when you understand your value, it allows you to manage 
do what I call manage the volume of your personality, right? So what I mean by this is not only do you know your own personality, who you are as a person and what you're bringing to the table, but you know what you like, what you don't like and non-negotiables to the point that you can now operate with intention with other personalities and you'll be prepared for how you need to operate, how you need to set yourself up with circumstances for optimal success. When you're around different people, you can now manage the volume of your own personality in a way that you feel comfortable and not like you're being fake or you're trying to be someone you're not, but just really operating with intention around other people and uh, managing you. Because we all know we can't change other people. We can't we can't do anything about what other people do. All we can manage is how we react, how we act, what we say, right? So that is all about being prepared versus when you don't find your certainty, right? If you're not able to capture the value and really understand it and walk in it and love yourself enough to be yourself, you run the risk of being a poster person for not taking an active or dominant role in the success of your own business, right? That was the definition of being passive, right? You don't want to do that. You don't want to be passive. You want to be prepared. And being prepared means loving yourself enough to be yourself. Loving yourself enough to be yourself means being certain and allowing the byproduct confidence to help you in your success. It means being prepared. It means setting yourself up for these circumstances for optimal success and knowing how to manage the volume of your own personality in various occasions of doing business. All right, so lastly, I wanna talk about strategic versus scared, okay? Now, strategic is the art of devising or employing plans toward a goal. Now, scared is thrown into or being in the state of fear, fright, or panic. Now, at the risk of making an assumption, a bad one at that, the end game for you is to be successful, correct? Right? Passive is the way to create circumstances for optimal success. Manage the volume of your personality. Love yourself enough to be yourself or be successful. Passive just isn't the way to do that, right? No. So when you reach a point of certainty and draw from it to gain the confidence needed to do the aforementioned, that's a big word, right? Like that's what it means like to do what I just talked about before. <laughs> so when you reach a point of certainty and draw from it, to gain the confidence needed to do these things, you minimize fear and you increase your ability to be a strategy developing genius because now you can see through the muck. Now you can cut through the noise because you have a clear path, a clear vision to what it is you want and you can set the goals to get there. You can be strategic. So, now, when we talk about setting goals, we know that it's not enough to just write them down. We have to start with the end in mind, which is something else that I talk about. Look at where you want to be 
and then work your way backwards to develop a plan that way, right? I also talk about this. You want to work diligently to be specific. You want to have some metrics for what it is you're going to do. You want to be able to measure your efforts, how well it's going. And then you want to make sure that the goal you're setting is possible, that you can attain it, you can reach it, it's achievable. And then make sure that it makes sense, right? Is it even reasonable for your business? Does it make sense to have this goal in the first place? And then it has to meet a deadline. You've got to put some time on this thing so that you're not just out there willy-nilly. There's a lady in our chamber here in Allen and her tagline is, remember, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And that is so true. And that's what strategic is in your business. It is you having a goal, but being very careful to start with the end in mind and create a plan and working the plan to achieve the goal. Otherwise, you're standing still, wishing, dreaming, hoping. It's not a goal. It's just something you wrote down. It's something that you hope is going to happen. You have to put action behind the words, right, of your goal. So at the beginning of this podcast, I told you that the goal was to take personal branding from theory to application in your business. I really hope that you see how personal branding can work in your business with just the comparisons of certainty and confidence, prepared and passive strategic and scared. I'm really hoping that you are seeing it. And it's so easy, I think, without this foundation, this personal branding, this loving yourself enough to be yourself foundation, it's so easy to lose confidence or to be passive and scared during your entrepreneurial journey. But when you find your certainty, i.e. loving yourself enough to be yourself, you can create what I said, circumstances for optimal success, You can then do what I call managing the volume of your personality. And then you can connect and more organically and authentically engage with your audience. So doesn't it stand to reason that doing this, this loving yourself enough to be yourself would be the foundation for the finding, connecting and engaging with your audience in the first place? I want to take, I want to know if you want to take the first steps to more authentic and organic connection in your business with your audience. Is that something that you think is important? Now, remember, I just did a poll of hundreds of people um, and many of them had, I mean, the majority of the people that I polled had the same question. The majority of them had the question of how to find, connect, and engage with their target audience. So doesn't it stand to reason that before you could even do that in a, in, a, in a productive way, that you need to know your value and then love yourself enough to be yourself? Doesn't that make sense? So if you're not quite sure how to do that, I have created an authentic roadmap. And I would love to share that with you. This is a free download, and it's going to help you map out a better way to find, connect, and engage with your own desired audience. And I'm going to put that, link it down below. So if you haven't already, um, go ahead and download this podcast so that you have it with you to listen to over and over again to sort of help remind you. 
But then also grab this download that I'm sharing with you. It's absolutely free. It's a worksheet and it helps you sort of map out, get all those things out of your head to help you map out your roadmap to authenticity and better connecting and engaging with your audience. All right, that does it for me. I appreciate you listening to me today on PB and Style. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Wednesday. I would love to hear comments for you. Please tell me what it is you're doing to be intentional with your networking. How are you connecting and engaging with your audience? Share it with me. If you have any questions about authentic marketing or personal branding, shoot me a comment or you can email me also at info at andreapatrick.com. I love being with you on the podcast. I love sharing this content. It's what I do. And I look so forward to being back with you next week. I hope you have a fantastic week yourself. And remember that this podcast is here to help you find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.